You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. Um, it's your boy, Steve, once again for Cyber Time Bite, episode 163. And today is a day I thought would never happen in my life. This day is amazing because today I am interviewing someone who I whose voice I heard in my childhood when I was like five or eight years old, like like on, on Digimon season three. I think you know where I'm getting at when I say Digimon season three main character. If that doesn't give you enough hints today. And also on other on other animes like Boomgo Strange Dogs, um, he in uh and in if you guys remember Conan, Late Night Conan Brian and The Tonight Show, if you guys remember that, that was like so long ago that was very obscure. But we'll talk about that all today. Today I am with Mr. Brian Beacock, who is mostly well known for voicing. The, the main character of the season of season three of Digimon. How you doing, man? I am great. Thank you for that awesome introduction. That's so cool. I don't know if you talked about this, but I didn't know that you grew up listening to or watching Digimon. That's really, really cool. Takato. Yeah, yeah, Digimon is no dude, I, I don't know I don't know if you I don't know if you if you well you wouldn't know this, but but like I'm a huge Digimon fan, man. Like I like I like it even over Pokemon and Pokemon, the original Pokemon was good, but Digimon was where it was at. That is so cool. And you know, that's a really like, uh, an interesting point of view for a lot of people. You know, some people are Pokemon people. Some people are Digimon people. I actually never saw Pokemon. I still haven't seen it. Um, but you know, Digimon was the, the job that basically started my whole voiceover career and, and, and mm-hmm. changed my life. Yeah. Sure. Because no, cause I'm on my, well, because I want to start, I want to start off different. I don't want to like give you like an average question, being like, "Oh, where did you? How do you start your whole voice career and all that stuff?" Awesome. I want, I want to start off strong, and I want to ask the question that I'm pretty sure you'd hardly, I don't think you've ever been asked this, but <laughs> when, okay, when you're in the studio, when you're in the studio back when you were doing Digimon right back in the day, um, was there when Pokemon in Digimon were like going at it back then? Were, were were you guys like in the studio like, oh Pokemon, you guys did really good that week, but this episode's really gonna do you guys better. Like were you guys actually battling out with Pokemon over ratings and views and everything back then? Well it's funny, you know, I mean that's back in the day uh when I started Digimon. We weren't even digital yet. Like we started Digimon before we went uh to Pro Tools. So we were still like an analog show. So we're we're doing a show about digital world and we're still in the analog world. So social media, Facebook, all that stuff didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any information as far as that went. I think that probably was more of what was going on with the executives and Saban and all that stuff. All I knew was, I think at the time I was working at Universal Studios singing and dancing in the Beetlejuice Graveyard Rocket Review. Yeah. So I would I would work all day singing and dancing, and then occasionally I'd take some days off and I'd go record the TV show. So I didn't know much about the whole Pokemon world. I didn't even know anything about the Digimon world. Like... Um, I'd never seen the show prior to me getting the gig, so I had not seen season one or two. Mm-hmm. I just knew that this was this job that uh, the audition was was offered to me, the audition. And um, then when I got the job, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I'm on TV every week. Like, it was crazy. It was really crazy for me. And um, and the excitement of it was, was not lost on me. You know, I was like a, a kid in a candy store back then. Yeah, because because I was actually listening to your to your interview that you did with with Q and Anime, and uh-huh. and um, that that's how I did the, that's how I did my research on top of going on Wikipedia and going on I, yeah. IMBD. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, you you grew yeah you grew up um, started in theater and and like uh, theater stuff and all that stuff. For sure, yeah. I mean, I was I was playing piano and drums at seven, mm-hmm. and doing a lot of theater. Uh, I mean, as early as nine in the like you know community theater, and um, uh, some some stand-in work. Like I was a I was a dancer in the music video for Howard the Duck. It was crazy. 
that was I think that was my first movie I ever did for background work, you know. And I did a lot of stuff like that in San Francisco. My first first big gig was theater. It was it was the second national tour of Les Misérables mm-hmm. um, in San Francisco. And then after that, I moved to L.A. and and you know tried to make it happen there. Now. Was that the dream, though? Was it like I want to be an actor? I want to be music. I want to do these musicals and stuff. Was that the dream, or was or did you, or was voice acting like the like because like you said in the interview, like it just happened. But like, but like, did you want to do some kind of voice acting because you knew how to sing and all that stuff, or was actors the dream? This is full force, and then voice actors like, oh, this is what I'm going to be known for. I think that I think the second, the latter, is probably more true because. You know, kids, if they do grow up wanting to be, you know, an actor or whatever, all they think is television and movies. Um, and then, of course, the pathway to that for most people, because it's the most accessible, is theater. You know, you get your your training and, and, and get your sea legs on stage. So I had done so much theater, especially even by the time I got Les Mis. Like, I've been doing it for, for 10 years already. I've been doing theater. So I was desperate to get TV and film work. Mm-hmm. And, but it's funny. Even even Digimon came because of a play. I was doing a play where I played multiple characters. I think like thirty two or thirty eight characters. And the casting director of that uh, of Digimon saw me in the play and said, "Come in to audition for Takato." So, it, it, you know, theater really, really was the catalyst for me getting any kind of um, voice work or, or TV work or whatever. Um, but yeah, the the voice acting thing, especially after Digimon, it just kind of like kept snowballing into more and more and more work. And you, you know, like yeah. any actor, I'm not going to turn down a job. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but I, I I continue to try to do TV and film and produce and write and all that stuff while I'm doing the voice acting work. Um, but I really do enjoy. I, I enjoy anime. I, I enjoy original. Uh, animation as well. I haven't done too much commercial work, voiceover wise. Uh, some of it, but um, that to me is more just like money gigs. You know what I mean? There's there's not much joy in that for me. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just work. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, shows come along like Digimon and and Donkin Rampa and Bungo Stray Dogs, like these really like well-rounded, really rich, full characters that then help you down the line with conventions and autographs and fans and all that stuff. Um, you just have to embrace it. I mean, it's been it's been quite a wild ride. And what's weird is that it seems now to be speeding up, like the fandom, like all these people, you know, your age and older, coming out saying, "Oh, I watched Digimon," and like it seems like something that I did so long ago is now uh, like a big deal again. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I love that. Well, because because what's what's old is becoming new again it's the whole nostalgia <laughs> thing <laughs> you know yeah and the anniversary what was it 20 year anniversary a couple weeks ago or whatever i think so because did because beyblade which was also another big show around the time digimon was on was yeah. was it's going for their 20 year anniversary because they started in 2001 and then it's 2021 yeah. so yep it's crazy gosh how, how am i so old <laughs> Speaking of old and, and nostalgia, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about something that you probably never get the chance to really talk about, and that's your two appearances on two on the two late night shows in America, which yeah. was the Tonight Show with Jay Leno when Jay Leno was doing it, and Conan O'Brien, which you know, funny enough, actually just retired from doing late night just recently. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I've done a couple things on TV. I mean, I was on an NBC series and. and I've done some guest spots, blah, blah, blah. But live television uh, and singing were two things that I was really excited about. So the first one I did, I don't even remember how many years ago, but it was with a a musical that I was in, Mm -hmm. White Trash Wins Lotto, where I played a Gilbert and Sullivan-style Axl Rose from Guns N' Roses. It was a very, very funny show. Mm -hmm. So they're like this big, big operetta about, you know, 80s rock and Guns N' Roses. And Conan O'Brien had seen the show um, at the Aspen Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. And so he asked uh, the producer and the director of the show, Andy Preboy, uh, we were going to be in New York performing the show at PS122 uh, down in, I don't know, Soho or the Village or whatever. And he says, while you guys are here doing the show, would you like to perform <laughs> on, on Conan O'Brien? And so 
<clears throat> if you see the show, it's on YouTube. It's uh, it's on my YouTube as well. But um, they did the the moment where Axel, who I play, is revealed, and he sings this song called "I Want to Be in a Metal Band." And I'm telling you, it was terrifying. Like I, I had done Les Mis already. I'd done a bunch of theater. I had sung, but there's cameras everywhere. There's the audience. You know, you can like see Conan in your peripheral. He's like ten feet tall. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, like, I can't screw this up. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's got to be perfect. And fortunately, I think it was a really, really, really great performance on everybody's part. I'm really proud of it. But it was so scary and exciting. Yeah, no, because I was watching it before we started doing this, so it's just as so I could see. Because yeah. I wanted to see you because I've never seen you actually do anything besides voice acting my whole life. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And so, and so I wanted to see... So it's kind of like me going back and seeing John DiMaggio do stand-up back in the 90s. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's crazy. I mean, I got that, that crazy, you know, Axel wig on and all the leather stuff. And it's, it's, it's very funny and satirical. But um, I remember after we performed, uh, so we did the Conan O'Brien show. And then we raced back to the theater and we did our opening night of the actual show, White Trash Wins Lotto. Mm-hmm. And so it was like 2 or 3 in the morning. And I remember sitting on the curb like in Times Square in the street with the director Andy Preboy and we were eating McDonald's like just total trash stuff you know what I mean yeah and just sitting there and and thinking about what we had just been through we had just premiered our premiered our show in New York and on television and it was the greatest feeling you know even though we're like sitting amongst the trash and the rats eating McDonald's yeah. it was really 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 cool now um I'm- then- no, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to uh, talk, talk about uh, Jay Leno. Oh yeah, I want. No, before you were talking about Jay Leno, I want to. I want to ask. I want to ask you. I mean, like knowing that you know Conan just, you know, just recently announced that yeah. that he just you know got off of late night television. Do you have any stories? Like, have you, did you meet Conan? Did you get to have a conversation with him or whatever? No, uh, it's really funny. So. As is often the case, what will happen is, and this happened more, this happened with Jay Leno, but not with Conan. Uh, you show up, everything's like you're going through security. There's um, production assistants, producers, et cetera. They take you to your dressing room. They explain what's going to happen, yada, yada, yada. Um, th- at that time, I think we arrived late because we were in rehearsal. So we arrived like maybe only about 45 minutes prior to, to doing the number. We didn't even have a dress rehearsal. We just did it. So Conan was busy. So the only uh, interaction I had with Conan was shaking his hand on camera after the number. Um, and that's when I'm like staring up because he's like, you know, seven foot nine feet tall. Um, and then right after, we couldn't even stay after the show because we had to rush back to the theater to perform. So I did not get a chance to meet him. But I had a lot of friends that have worked on the show once he moved to L.A., and they've done like the comedy skits that he always does, mm-hmm. and everybody just loves him. In fact, I've got I've got like four or five friends that are consistent uh, character actor guests in his skits, and um, they just say he's brilliant to work for, which is great. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna talk about uh, the Jay Leno show, which I've cut yeah. You off of. Sorry. So Jay Leno. So it, this was performing um, uh, for Betty White. It was Betty White's, I think either 92nd or 93rd birthday. I'm not sure which one it was, but um, a friend of mine either worked for NBC or knew someone who worked at NBC, and they wanted four guys to come out and recreate the musical number from her old TV show. This was before Mary Tyler Moore or anything. It was a black and white television show that she hosted, mm-hmm. and um, Betty, the Betty White show. So it was very cool. They, they started the bit showing the actual four original guys from the 50s or the 40s or whatever singing, and then it blended into us singing this title song. And at the end of the number, we sing, Betty White, and she walks out through the curtain and hugs us and all that stuff. So it was really cool. We got to rehearse a couple times at NBC. Um, And for that, we were in our dressing room, and prior to the show, Jay Leno and Betty White came backstage to meet us before the number. We actually sang the number a cappella for her. She loved it. She was just, I mean, Betty White is crazy sweet, and she's she's just a pure, pure soul, and so funny. Um, Matt Damon was the guest that night. I got to meet him after the performance, but that was really fun. It was 
that was kind of scary too. <laughs> I'm always terrified. I'm always terrified. Um, like the music wasn't loud enough for me when I was performing at the Beetlejuice show at Universal Studios. I had the earbuds, you know, like a lot of singers use, and I like to I like to blast that music in one of my ears. And um, we had no earbuds, and we just heard the music like in the room. And it's a big studio, and they, it just wasn't that loud. We were fine, but I was uncomfortable. So that was cool. My mom flew down to see the show, so she was in the audience. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, but that that had to have been such a. I mean, and. Both of those things happened before you before you were like on Digimon or doing anime, right? Like that was before that. I can't remember. I think, yeah. So so Jay Leno was before Digimon because I hadn't. Yeah, I that was around the time that I started doing a lot of theater in LA, and that was prior to to doing Digimon. Um, I had already done voiceover when I did Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno was more more recent. That was only like seven years ago six years ago maybe so yeah you know, digimon was 20 years ago because because i was because i was gonna say if both of those things if if, if you said that both of those things happened before your voice acting stuff i was like man look at the exposure you had before you before you even like were doing voice acting man you're it's cr- it's so crazy and i mean i've just had a really weird career i've done really weird things um from you know being a dancing zombie at universal to doing kids tours and driving trucks all over the country in the snow and blizzards and uh, performing. And, uh, you know, I performed as Barney for like 15 years doing um, state fairs and malls, like in the original Barney costume from television. So I've done weird things. But, but the, but the question I think everyone that, well, not that's on everyone's mind, but a question that would be really interesting to hear from you, um, knowing that you're a voice actor and stuff now it doesn't have to be just from anime that you've done, like like your your fellow uh, dubbed anime voice actors. Yeah. Uh, but like, what what's your dream cast of people to voice act with? Like like do you like do you have dreams to voice with Tom Kenny and do stuff with Tom Kenny, like you know stuff like that? Like what's your yeah, dream? Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. I mean. I like uh, I always I always blank on his name. Uh, family Guy. Seth, Seth MacFarlane. I like Seth. I think I think he's a great singer. That I really appreciate that. Um, I would love to work with Matt and Trey from uh, South Park. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my first gig, even before Digimon, I did a movie for Nickelodeon um, called uh, Globe Hunters, um, and Chaka Khan was in it. Willem Dafoe was in it. <laughs> yeah. But my. But my first scene was with Sid Caesar and Carl Reiner. So whoever, I mean, if your audience don't know who they are, they need to look those people up, Google them. They like created television. Um, And so as far as dream voice acting goes, I think I already had it. That was like my first job. And I was, again, terrified, (laughs) sitting between these two legends. I mean, they were television legends. And uh, so, yeah. That that dream bucket list kind of got kind of got checked off. Now now so since you were technically just dra- like like I, from what I heard you were just basically just dragged in the anime because you know it was Digimon and then Digimon <laughs> changed your life and then just anime became the thing that you voice acted for. Did you ever want to voice act for like you know for American cartoons such as like you know SpongeBob or? Rock is modern life at the time and Rin Stimpy, like stuff like that, and even like For Adventure sure. Time. Like, did you ever want to do any of that? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, and still do. And and there's there's several reasons why. So um, the first and foremost, for always for those jobs, is original animation just pays more. It just does. The contract and the the union rate is just completely different to dub an existing animation to then uh, as opposed to creating one. Mm-hmm. So. But it is a different world. It's a different world of different people um, and cliques. And I'm, I'm well immersed into the dub world and still trying to get into the original animation world. I've done it. I've done some shows, um, but it's a little bit more difficult. And for a lot of those shows, for a time, especially with Disney, it went, it went so celebrity heavy, you know. I, I auditioned for Aladdin. I auditioned for the singing voice for Aladdin. I auditioned for Brother Bear. I auditioned for Planes. 
Planes 2, Brother Bear 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, if, if they're looking at, you know, I don't know, Steve Harvey or I don't, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it, it goes to, it goes to celebrities a lot of the time, a lot of the time. Hey, but yeah, a, it would be great. It would be great. You're a, cele- you're a celebrity in our, in, in our, in our, twi- in our team, <laughs> well, in our hearts. Yeah. I appreciate that. And the other <laughs> thing too about original animation is it's a completely different skill set where they're going to animate to whatever you do. So um, more often than not, the freedom to perform and to create and do interesting things with the text is there, as opposed to being handcuffed by how many flaps you need to match with an existing animation. You know, mm-hmm. both both are both are are fun to do and both are challenging. But one just happens to pay more. So, um, <laughs> so, so, um, speaking, you know, speaking of the voicing stuff, um, so from what I, so you know, from if my research done done me correctly, you did you did the voice you you voiced uh, the same character for seasons three, four, and five, right? In which show? Digimon. No, uh, season four was uh, Bokomon uh, in in Digimon Frontier. So yeah, Takato only had one season, unfortunately. So I went to Bokomon. I got to be my first Digimon, which was cool. And then season five was Agumon 2.0. I guess Agumon was in season one and two, mm-hmm. which I've never seen. Uh, yeah, so then I did Agumon in season five. So yeah, all different. I bet I bet when you when uh when when they changed the character for season four and and they and they brought in the new guy I'm pretty sure like how does it feel to be a to be a star now? <laughs> it's very funny, yeah, and, and it's funny when when season three ended when Digimon ended, especially because it was my first big show, etc. I thought, ah, well, you know, now I got to go back to you know flipping burgers or whatever because you know that that flash in the pan celebrity is over. And then I, <laughs> I got the next season. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Maybe I'll be a voice ac- actor after all. And then the same thing happened when that season ends, I got season five. So that at a certain point I started thinking, Oh, well maybe this is something that I can continue to do. And it's not just a, a one-off gig that I lucked into. No, tr- so. no, no, trust me. After season three was over with all that, with all that, how popular <laughs> Digimon was after the first two seasons. I don't think, yeah. I don't think they were going to let you go. <laughs> I know they've been they, they've been really good to me. I've worked with those people, the people that I worked with at Digimon um, 20 years ago. I, I still work with um, uh, in different capacities and stuff. Some of them have moved on to different studios, but like I said, it really it introduced me to a bunch of people and studios and engineers and directors and and I've been really lucky because of that little show. Have have you ever have you ever gone back and watched any of the shows? that you that you dubbed um during this pandemic and even during like you know this year too because like because um it's you've done a lot of things i'm pretty sure at some point you you gone back and like i did a pretty good job there i really like how i sounded that's funny that you say that see so i just started i think about three months ago i just started tiktok and i i i hate it and love it at the same time yeah. uh it's really fun i've got just a weird weird tiktok channel and i have all my characters and all that stuff so uh, a couple of my tiktoks i've had to go back and watch some of the stuff that i've done in fact one of them which was really fun i redubbed the final scene from digimon tamers from the last episode where takato says goodbye to gilmar mm-hmm. uh, and that was really fun so i got to go back and watch it and yeah especially digimon i thought for my first gig um I thought it was, I thought I did a good job. I mean, granted, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, the director, was fantastic. It was brilliantly written and edited and all that stuff. So I really had some great stuff to work with. And now I'm actually watching uh, I'm watching Bungo Stray Dogs again because it's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm watching that. And that one's fun too. I don't I don't think I watched very much of it when it first came out. So I don't often watch a lot of my stuff, but. Sometimes it's cool to realize, ah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I do a decent job. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you do a great job. I mean, I mean, to, to be to be fair, I only I I haven't like I only seen really the Digimon stuff because that's how I remember you from. <laughs> right. But, but like, but I am I am 100% guaranteed to the T fact that I'm pretty sure that you did fantastic whatever else you did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. 
What? Um. <laughs> I like how you said that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like you should. <laughs> yeah, no. Come on, no way. No, but um, what? What's your What's your favorite um American cartoon? Like outside of anime? Like who's oh, like who's your gosh. What's your favorite American cartoon if you have one? Oh. It's funny. I almost didn't remember this, but it is my favorite. My favorite show. Um, it's Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. It's. Have you seen it? I no no. I have not seen it because I'm not into like Family Guy and American Dad and all those kind of things. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. It's 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 really different. It's really different than 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 a Seth MacFarlane kind of show. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do a lot of that. Seth Seth likes to do like those flashbacks for the joke. You know, yeah. Um, Bob Bob's Burgers doesn't do that, but the voice acting is brilliant. The stories are so funny. The theme song is amazing. Um, the casting director she cast me in a show for NBC years ago, so I've been meaning to contact her and just say like, look, just throw me a line, like one line. I don't care. You don't even have to pay me. I just want to be on this show. Um, yeah. And now I guess they announced uh, they're having a, a feature film coming out in 2022, so that's exciting. But. But I like a lot. I mean, I like, uh, oh gosh, Big Mouth, which is just really offensive and foul and funny um, on Netflix. And of course, I like South Park. Um, and But I grew up with, with you know, Warner Brothers, Bugs Bunny, all that stuff, Roadrunner. I love those too. Do you, do you, have you watched like, you know, like the, the current ones like, like Gravity Falls and Adventure Time and stuff like that are... No, I, I mean I've heard of those, but I don't know anything about them. Are they the old? Are they the Warner Brother characters? No, the like the like Gravity Falls is Disney. Uh, Cartoon Network is Adventure Time, and it's they're they're like from 2010 ish, 2010 ish, oh. and years like that. And they're good. Yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, like they're the voice the voice acting is phenomenal on that. Um, oh wow. They're, I mean, I mean, they're cartoons. I don't know how you feel about like watching, like you know, like you know. I guess they're not really made for kids because you know cartoons have really expanded their age range to like to my for sure people my age. But they're really fantastic shows, even though they're like cartoons and all that stuff. And oh, that's uh, interesting. And you know, I I do I do recommend Gravity Falls and Adventure Time because those are like two of the greatest that ever were made. Um, oh, cool! I'll check them out. I also started watching uh, during the pandemic. Um, is it Love, Death, and Robots? Is that on Netflix? I never heard of that um, show. It's in individual uh, single episodes, single stories, but they're all animated. But a diff- each one is kind of like a different type of animation, which is really great. Um, kind of like hyper realized. It's not. It doesn't really look like a cartoon per se, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's great. It's really great. But it's slightly more adult oriented you know not for kids so so when you go to convention right and you see and you see um uh people cosplaying as these characters that that you voiced are you you like are you like hey that's me but that's my voice (laughs) yeah it's um of course you know i have to realize and i have to i have to expect this that a lot of these people are are cosplaying these characters based on the japanese audio and the and the sub you know, mm-hmm. so not everybody knows me, um, which is true. So a lot of people don't like the English dub, and that's cool. But when the people come up to my table and they're excited to meet me and they've watched, you know, they've watched my work and they're dressed as me, um, I think it's amazing. I still freak out. Like I get pictures with them, and um, especially if they're doing a character that's not often cosplayed. Um, Lloyd Irving from Tales of Symphonia. I don't think I've ever seen the Takato. Maybe once. Maybe once. Um, couple times I've seen like a Sakon or an Ukon from Naruto. Um, never seen a Chojuro. Right now it's Monokuma and um, Octagawa from Bungo Stray Dogs. Those are the big ones. And uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Mon- I think it's cool. It's- Monokuma is like the huge one right now because Daniel Rapa is like huge. It's through the roof right now. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, they got that the, the decadence um, like combo package coming out in a couple months or whatever. You know, all the games and a board game and all that stuff. I don't have any of them, so I might get this. Might get this one. Did you do the? Did you do the game and the anime, or just the anime? Just the game. I didn't do the anime. Uh, that was Greg Ayers in Texas, um, and the anime. Uh, the the games were done in L.A. Yeah, so I've done the three games, 
And then I don't know what they're doing with this decadence package. I don't know if they're like recycling audio or using audio that we never put in the games because we recorded a lot more than they ever used. So who knows? But I didn't record anything new for for decadence. I mean, I never played Danganronpa, and I don't think I ever will. But if I did, it would feel so. <laughs> it would feel so weird watching the anime and then playing the yes. game and not hearing your voice. <laughs> <laughs> you better play it. Yes. <laughs> You're no, you you do you do. I, I know you you hear this all the time, but you do an amazing job. No matter what character you do, it's amazing. Thank you, sir. <laughs> but what's crazy? Have you ever used your voices in a drive-thru, though? <laughs> That's the thing I need to know. <laughs> I, I think someone else asked me that. No, actually, the question was, do, do I ever, uh, ever, am I ever talking and people hear a voiceover character in my voice? And that only happens at conventions where people are coming up to me. Maybe they're getting an autograph, taking a picture, saying hi or whatever. And I'm talking to them and they'll be like, oh, I hear Seema or, oh, I hear Ribbles or whatever. But it's never happened like in a store or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. it's I think it's just to obscure a connection. Unless people are complete fans of a show, you know, to hear me, you know, ordering groceries or whatever. and Say, oh, my gosh, it's Takato. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've never done the, the, the voice. What I have done, though, is when I was making a TikTok video at Starbucks, I had my, my cell phone up and I had Monokuma leaning out the car window talking into the, the box, but I added the audio later because I was too embarrassed to do it yeah. <laughs> in real time at the drive-thru. Yeah. But yeah, it's a fun it's a fun TikTok where Monokuma steals my car to go to Starbucks. No, that that'd be amazing though if you were at the Starbucks and you break out the Monokuma. <laughs> They'd be like, Oh my god, Monokuma's buying a coffee from us. <laughs> right. They'd be like, oh, "What is wrong with you, sir?" And then, and then, and then you, and then you, and then you go, then you go up to the window, and they see it's just you, and it'd be, and they'd be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Wasn't there a murdering bear driving the car a minute ago? I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> like, don't, like, have no clue. Just, just driving. No, j just give me my coffee. Hey, yeah, what, you know, speaking of coffee, what kind of coffee do you drink? Like, are you a Starbucks guy? Are you a Dunkin' guy? I'm a Starbucks guy. Only, and, and I like other coffees, too, but Starbucks has the egg white bites that I have almost every day, mm -hmm. and um, Coffee Bean doesn't have it. So it's egg white bites with a Trenta iced coffee, no classic, four Splenda, and half and half. That's it. Always. That's that's where me and my mom because where I live like literally right at the street there's a Starbucks on the corner and that's where me and my, oh my mom God. go all the time. And we we what love, do you drink? Oh, what I drink I I like I just like coffee with vanilla creamer in it. And during the during this time of year, pumpkin spice. Yes. Come on. <laughs> pumpkin spice is it. the best, isn't it? It's the best. It, well, it also reminds me of tour when I was doing Barney tours like mall tours dressed as Barney, you know, mm -hmm. when my life was really terrible. No, I'm kidding. It was really fun. It was fun. Yeah. We would go out. So we would, we would fly out on Friday from all over the country and we would meet in whatever city we were doing our mall tour in, um, load the set in Saturday, do, do Barney, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and for lunches, it was either mall Starbucks or Starbucks run before the gig. And a lot of these tours were around Halloween. So, pumpkin spice and all that stuff reminds me of having this great little weekend job for three months out of the year it was really fun really fun yeah that's not it it, it sounds amazing going like making starbucks part of your little routine yeah. i guess you could say yeah it was great it was great how was how doing barney like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like 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 were you actually Barney on TV or just for these monsters? No no no, but it was the costume from TV. So it was made in the eighties. It was like a torture device. Um, it weighs close to a hundred pounds, and doing meet and greets was easy. You'd be out there for like half an hour or whatever. Um, but doing the show where you're lip syncing, like Barney is lip syncing to the track, mm -hmm. um, and that's like a twenty minute show. But you are jumping around, dancing, spinning around. The tail weighs like thirty pounds. Um, and you know how you make the mouth move is there's this metal bar inside the head mm -hmm. wrapped in like uh, duvetine and duct tape, kind of like this like 
this ball gag kind of thing. Yeah. And you bite down on the bar and move your head, like your neck, to make the mouth open and close. And that's how you lip sync to the track. So it's just it just destroys your body. That sounds like that it sounds like a workout and it sounds really straining after a while. Really straining. Huge workout. You're just sweating like you're you're a disgusting mess when you when you get out of the suit and it just steams. It's just so hot inside it just like steams. Um but I liked it because you know, kids would cry and be afraid of me and I thought that was funny. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> now now, um, now on top of like you know doing like this theater stuff and doing Barney and doing all that stuff, when people do come up to you and say like, "Hey, it's the guy who is the guy from Digimon. Do you get? Do you get? Do you go like like yeah, Digimon is really cool. I really love doing it and it changed my life forever. But how about this? I did this too. Yeah. Are you ever like that? Always. Yeah. I mean, you know, like like right now, I really want to focus on producing and writing and directing and and, and all that stuff. And um, but you know. For whatever people appreciate, I appreciate them for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's less about the fans or the people that know me from something than it is like the industry and, and casting people and all that stuff that I care about, like directing their focus. But as far as social media and and people at conventions and all that stuff, as long as they got something out of something that I did and they want to talk to me or take a picture or whatever, that makes me happy. So, um, and so since you're, since you like directing, you want to do directing, producing all that stuff. Um, you, you were, you were talking about in an interview that you are doing stuff for Disney. Are you allowed to talk about it yet? Or is it still under wraps? The Disney stuff is still under wraps. And then I'm doing a movie animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in a week, which is also under wraps, but that's that's a movie based on a show that I did already, mm-hmm. and it's a new movie that's coming out, and the animation's beautiful, and that's going to be kind of exciting. So that's fair. Yeah. yeah, if you can't talk about it, then that's that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so were you were you part of the the I guess the quote unquote last season of Digimon Digimon Fusion, the Nick the, the Nicktoons version. No. No, and I was so I was actually really upset. Like that bothered me that I that I I didn't expect to have like a big role, but I I think I may have come in and done and did some small little incidental character at some point, but not very much. So I kind of felt like, you know, left behind as the train left the station. But I, I do know one season, I don't know which season it was uh, Takato and Rika and Henry all come back. And I don't know if that was the one you're talking about. I don't know, but, um, Mm -hmm. it got, it ended in the United States before we got to that episode. So it never happened. So it happened in Japan, but it didn't happen here. So that was a shame because that would have been really fun to play Takato again. Did, um, have you ever met the, the, the the actual creators of the anime that you actually dubbed over and went to Japan? I, I haven't, and I was really... I mean, we weren't invited, obviously, but, you know, they had that big celebration for the 20th year anniversary, and they read that feature film um, at the big event and all that stuff. I guess that was in August, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I heard about it after the fact. I didn't even know that it was happening, but um, it would have been fun to have been a part of that, but I don't think any of us any of us went. Which is awesome. Um, no, that no, that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, but on top of that too, um, I I mean I mean like I know that you that you probably don't watch like much modern anime. I don't, I, I'm presuming I'm not sure. But um, what what is your thoughts on the most popular anime right now, My Hero Academia? Were you actually were you actually reached out to be a character on My Hero, or were you? Or I wasn't. I wasn't, and it makes me crazy because I. So I, I haven't watched it. I don't know anything about it except that it's incredibly popular. So I want to be on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's actually on my list. So that's that's one of the things that I want to watch. Um, um, there's also a vampire one that's out. What is that called? Um, vampire. Net, net. Maybe it's not vampire. Castlevania. 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 Yeah. I want to watch that one. Um, there's a bunch that I haven't seen that I want to. Um, 
but yeah, my hero I'd really like to be a part of. I was really excited, though, that I was in uh, Beastars because I played Dom the Peacock in Beastars. Um, I'm not in very many anime that are that are dark and serious that way. Mm-hmm. And even though my character is not that dark or not that serious, um, the whole show has this interesting tone to it that I don't usually get to be a part of. So that I was really excited about that. And I guess it's popular. Um, not many people come up to me at conventions about that character, but I know, I know the show did really well. So, are, are you? Do you like being in animes? I don't get my hero level. Or are you? Are you like? Are you like? Um, any anime? Uh, if I could be a part of it, that'd be amazing. Are you like that kind of person? Well, yeah, because I mean, work is work, and especially if you're getting a character that lets you kind of like. Uh, um, flex your muscles and and stretch and and branch out is great Mm -hmm. um and you know a show that's successful is going to pay the same as a show that's not but a show that's really successful gives you a lot more on the back end because you've got the fan base you've got the recognition you've got the conventions um the history the cachet so i mean sometimes i would i'd be like look I don't even need to get paid for this gig. If this is a, a great show, I just want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because um, it's not, it's, you know, the, the the money that I made from from Digimon is gone, right? Like, yeah, I, I didn't buy a house, but it was great. But it wasn't about that. It was about, I can say that I was part of this. Yeah, the experience and the history and, and, as an actor and a, and, a, and a creator and all that stuff, you just want to be a part of something that um, that people remember. And, and I don't know if it changes people's lives, but some you never know. You never know what people are going through when you're when they're watching your shows and, and how shows can benefit them and help them. And I like I like being a part of that. I'm sure I'm sure that um, for your time of meeting meeting greeting with your fans, I'm pretty sure. To, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's been a moment or two when you had like like someone come up to you saying like you changed my life like your character on digimon like like yeah meant so much to me and it changed my life and you know like yeah. you know stuff like that i'm pretty sure that's happened to you it has happened and it's uh it it boy that it means the world to me it's it kind of takes me a it takes me back or uh, takes me aback when it happens and um i'm just really grateful number one that they would tell me that and let me know but that that I'm able to to do that for someone or whatever. So it's really cool because, you know, our, our jobs, especially is in doing anime when we're in a studio all by ourselves, it's the director the engineer, and then we go home, that's it. So unless we go to conventions, unless we're on social media or whatever, we never get to connect with the people that we did this for. So that's my favorite part about the conventions, uh, you know, sitting at my table and talking to people and it's funny i tell a lot of the conventions that i go to i'm like that's great you know you want to schedule me for an hour long uh, autograph session perfect but can i have a table where i could just be there and every convention that i've done that has been beneficial because there's people that can't be there during that hour that you're signing autographs or the line is too long or whatever so it's been really really fun to just make myself available and talk to people and you know Mm-hmm. Um, some really funny things have happened and I've met some really cool people and, you know, um, become friends over Twitter. And it's just, it's, it's really, really cool. Really cool. Conventions are great. Yeah. Because, because what I find really cool about you is that not only were you one, one of the voices I heard, like my, like basically throughout my childhood. Um, but I find it really cool how, how you just like, you know, you were just so awesome and open and you, because, you know, you know, being like the kind of person that you are, I mean, I mean, being like, you know, being as famous that you are, you could just, you know, not talk to me at all and be, and be like, you know, <laughs> I, I could have been ever, you could, I could have been ever smell in the street for you, but, but like you, but you, but you take the extra step and you actually interact with your fans and you get, you look and you're like, I'm here and I'm glad that you're all here. You're the kind of person yeah. that's, that every actor should be, I feel. I appreciate that. that's a that's a really nice thing to say a really nice thing to say I appreciate that mm-hmm. um, and but it does it it goes both ways like for you know while it, it it it's work you know it's work to sit there for eight hours at the table but I tell you every time that I've done it 
I'm glad I did it. So Mm -hmm. I get something out of it too, which is really, really fun. So, I mean, I had some great conventions this year. I met some great people. I just had a blast. Um, Now I'm trying to remember. So the Chicago one, Anime Magic, right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember which hotel that was. The Crown Plaza. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where my where my table was. You were you were at you were like in the back on the corner. Oh, that's right. Okay, I remember that one. So it was a, it was a different one. I think it was I was at in Iowa, like two weeks prior to that. But I was right next to like this pop up sarsaparilla soda stand, and mm-hmm. you could like you could buy this cup and get all the the soda that you wanted all Wild day. Bill. And um, oh my gosh, I did it! I bought the stupid cup. And I had to go to the bathroom like all day, every day. Um, don't tell oh me you gosh. don't tell me you did you don't tell me you, you don't tell me what you're about to tell me. You peed in the cup. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Are you kidding? First of all, I wouldn't tell you if I did. But um, no. Um, but I was just trying to remember like where I was sitting at Anime Magic and where I was sitting at Anime Iowa. But yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Anime Magic was fun. All I do remember, though, is that you would have to wait for the elevator like a ride at Disneyland. Yeah. That elevator line was so long. I was hoping there were stairs, even though I was on the 10th floor. I would have climbed. I mean, I mean, like, no, I, I didn't mean I didn't mean like the this say that you thought that I, pee, that, that I thought that you peed in the cup. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> no, OK. It's OK. I've done worse, I'm sure. Like, but But no, but but yeah, I mean, like. I mean, like when you're at a convention, man. When you got when you got go up to your hotel room, half the time it's impossible because people are pressing that elevator button half the time. Gosh, it's crazy. It was crazy, and with COVID too, like um, it was just a little. You know, so many people in the elevator and all that stuff. I was just a little concerned, but um, but it was actually it was fine. It was totally fine. But yeah, that was a fun convention. That was really fun. Um, what's your favorite like? What's your favorite convention that you ever tabled? Oh well, I, I don't think it can be beaten. But I uh, twice I got to go to New Zealand to um, Armageddon on, so it was amazing. It was amazing. The first time I went was because of a show I was doing called Battle Beatemon, which didn't do too well in the states, but it was like the biggest show in the world in New Zealand for whatever reason. Yeah. So I I was on a live TV show, live kids TV show, and um, and they do a cool thing at that convention where they bring you down for one weekend, and you uh, you're in the the lower part of New Zealand, like uh, Wellington, and then the next weekend you're up in Auckland. So you have a whole week off in between that they pay for, which is great. Mm-hmm. And so you rent a car and you drive to little towns and you spend the whole week heading north or south or whatever, and you're there for like a week and a half. So I got to do that once, and then years ago, maybe 2012 was the last time I went, um, I brought my mom. So my mom had never gone there, so we spent a week in New Zealand, <clears throat> which was great. Now, um, now, now I know, now, speaking of popular New Zealand, <laughs> <laughs> it made me think, and, uh, it, and I, don't think, I don't think you've ever been asked this before. I, I, I don't think you have, but are you a, res- <laughs> are you a wrestling fan? Do, are, do you like wrestling? <laughs> no, I mean I don't I don't dislike it. I just know nothing about it. Because because I was gonna say you know New Zealand is the home of the bushwhackers or the sheep herders or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. They, oh, you, that's that's so funny. Do you know who I'm talking about? Like no, I, no. Do you, do you know? Do you happen to know um who Mike Rowe is? Mike Rowe. He's the he's the announcer for like WWF or whatever. I don't know. I think I but think anyway, I heard of him. Yeah. yeah, he's a friend of mine, but um that's the only connection I have to wrestling is he all his like Facebook and Instagram posts of him traveling around the world with the uh, with the wrestlers. But um yeah, no, why 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 do you ask? Because like Because of New Zealand? Yeah, that and how cool would it be if like Vincent Pan came up to you like, Hey pal, you wanna you wanna come on you wanna like you wanna like be like a guest host for someone on our television show? That'd be a, <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing? Right. Be like what to get I, I get slammed on the mat. Well, well, me, well, 
that would be your decision, but it'd be like, <laughs> but it'd be like, be like you, like you actually show you show up on Raw or SmackDown or something, and like you're promoting. No, that would be really cool. I have to say that would be that. Would, and then I do like the Takata or the Monokuma voice. You know, it's wrestling time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or like, or you're like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> slam, and he's out. Yeah, I mean, like that's funny. And you're and you're like promoting like whatever project you have coming up next. <laughs> Be like, <laughs> God, so weird, so weird. Because I, I mean, like you, I mean, you doing that wouldn't be the first because you know Bob Barker did it, Jim Carrey did it. Oh, how funny! Yeah. Well, just like you know, all these people went on there, and like you, if you went on there, that'd be like like Jake Paul's doing it right now. It's weird, but how funny! Oh my gosh. I'm gonna have to look into it. So uh, I think I, I don't know. It'd be cool to actually see you like, like you know, be like being such the legend of television, of voice acting <laughs> that you are, just like showing up on there. Just that'd be cool. <laughs> so weird. I'm like, what the heck is he doing here? Like, but but can you but can you actually really believe that after all these years, man, that like that you that you're still voice acting to this day? That isn't that amazing just to think about. It's completely amazing. So 20 years, whatever, um, or more, actually. Um, and, you know, I've had some years where I'm doing like maybe eight to 10 shows at the same time, and, and other years are very lean and not, and not too many, but consistently working. And I'm incredibly lucky in that respect. So, yeah. And, you know, I hustle. I work hard. I, I try to, you know, network and keep, keep myself out there. But, um, yeah, it's just this door that opened up for me that um, I took a chance and it worked out and it's been amazing. Oh boy, it worked out. It worked out. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, you you went you went from you went from doing Liz Marab in in uh, in White Trash in in White Trash Wins Lotto to Digimon. Now it's a Buko String Dogs and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a weird career. But um, but. But what is what? I mean, knowing that you know you you talked about what your favorite animes that that you voiced over and all that stuff was. What's your favorite like musical that you ever done? Gosh, well, I mean, the one again, the one that was life changing, the one that got me my union card and really started my professional career was Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I've done some fun shows too. Like I I did a show called um, When Pigs Fly. And I was the swing, so there were five guys in the show, and I covered all five parts. Whenever someone got sick or had to be out, I did their role. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was incredibly difficult because it was a show with costumes and wigs and choreography and five-part harmony. Like That was probably the most challenging musical that I've ever done, for sure. Um, and then, you know, White Trash Wins Lotto um, – we went to New York, of course, but when we when we did the show in L.A., we performed at the Roxy, which is this famous rock and roll club on the Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. Um, and tons of celebrities came to that. Neil Patrick Harris. And I mean, it was just it was jam packed with celebrities. So that was an exciting time, too. So, again, I've, I've just been really, really lucky with these these cool experiences. Now, now, do you actually like Guns N' Roses or are you just like it's a role? No. <laughs> I Yeah. When I got the job, but I got the job because I had done Les Mis, and they're like, "Well, we need someone to sing kind of like this Broadway operetta style and kind of look like you know Axl Rose." So I didn't sing at all like Axl Rose in the musical. Um, I learned more about Guns N' Roses through the people doing the show because it was a bunch of stand-up comics. It was a uh, oh gosh, I can't even think of the names of the people that were doing it now, but um, Greg Barrent and uh, Blaine Capatch and. Uh, Pat Oswalt, big big time. Um, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. Um, so they were a bunch of like stand-ups and rock and rollers and stuff that that kind of was their world. So they told me all about it. I know that that Axel told his band because at that time, I guess they were still planning on getting the band together and like putting out an album. Of course, Axel was, has been putting out an album for 15, 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he told them that they couldn't come to the show. Isn't that crazy? And I think, I don't think Slash came. I think Duff came. I think Duff came to the show, but Slash Slash didn't. I don't think. 
One of them. One of them did. I'm trying to. Do you know? Do you know what year? What what year that uh, that, that was happening? That musical. That you were well. Asshole? It was before Digimon. So would that be like 1999 or or 2000? Yeah, because what? Because what? Because what I'm trying to under, what I'm trying to get what I'm trying to remember is that was that during when Buckethead was in the band or was that like? Oh, maybe, maybe. Because I Buckethead, I remember Buckethead. Yeah, Buckethead. But yeah, Buckethead. He, he's amazing. I love his work. That's yeah. He's a trip. I love him. Um, <laughs> and he was in Guns N' Roses for a very very short time. Yeah. Did Axel fire him? Well, yeah. Suppose. So, I don't think he fired him. He supposedly just left the band and then tried to join oh. Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne, and then that didn't oh, work out. Okay. Oh my gosh, just crazy! Like, I mean, especially like we were performing at the Roxy. Um, the whiskey is next to us. Like, it was just like rock and roll Hollywood history. So there were just tons of stories, and 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 then backstage at the Roxy is just dirty and filthy. Smells like smoke. You know, dirty carpet. And all the the pictures of the celebrities on the walls, you know, all the old rockers and stand up comics and stuff. It was really cool. And mm-hmm. here I am, this Broadway kid. You know what I mean? Like it's totally not my world. So mm-hmm. I was I was really excited. What? Um, I think I asked you just before we went on, but I guess to repeat it so everyone can hear. It. What What kind of music do you listen to? Like like what like what like what what kind of music like is like your jam? Well, it depends. I like a lot. Um, I, I grew up, actually, because my dad was a trumpet player, um, jazz trumpet player, so I grew up with a lot of big band and jazz, and I like that. Um, but I also like, right now, the easiest music for me to listen to is stupid pop. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Like, give me, just give me Jonas Brothers. Whatever. <laughs> let's just do it. You know what I mean? Ed, Ed Sheeran. Come on, let's go. Um, so all that stuff is, is fine, but I, um, I like a little bit of country. I like, do you know Zydeco? You know Zydeco, New Orleans music? Is that, is Zydeco a band or is that like a genre? No, it's a style. It's a style. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a bluegrass. Uh, it's really cool, but, but I like Zydeco and, um, I like some rock. I just wasn't ever really much of a big rock guy. Mm -hmm. Um, but if the music is good, I can appreciate it regardless you know but hey but hey that digimon fiend slaps it doesn't matter how old you it are it slaps come on <laughs> i For mean sure i mean like it's been a while but you guys were using that classic theme when you were voicing the show right yeah 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 yep yeah that yeah i mean like i mean no matter what you listen to i'm pretty sure you still listen to that theme <laughs> be like oh i was on that show <laughs> totally it's on my laptop i use it for my uh my panels at conventions I I love it, man. <laughs> um, the I usually like to tend to go an hour, and we're fifty-seven minutes in, and I want right. and I guess to wrap it up on I guess to wrap it up, um, is through through everything that you've gone through up to this point, uh, every all the all the musicals, all the voice acting, everything. What what is there something that you would like to do that you haven't done yet? And when you do those things, and and when you do those things, um, eventually, um, do you like do you do you would you like to have it be like the most? Okay, this that doesn't sound right. But <laughs> now I said I I was gonna say like, do you want it to be the most amazing thing ever? But I mean, I think everyone wants that. But um, right. But like. But like, what's it, what are the next things that you have coming up that 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 you want that that you're that you're doing? I guess are. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's kind of a there's kind of a couple answers to it. So, things that I haven't done that I do want to do. I I would like to do Broadway. So I've done a Broadway tour, but I haven't done uh, Broadway. You know, traditional Broadway. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Years ago, I was on a, a sitcom for NBC, but it was only a summer replacement, so it didn't go very long. I would like to do a sitcom again, for sure. Yeah. And then I would actually like to be a producer, showrunner on my own show. I've got a couple shows that I've written, and that would be kind of like the ultimate dream for me is to be a showrunner, a writer, uh, you know, executive producer on my own TV show. 
Well, you yeah. should you should hook up with NBC because supposedly you have a lot of NBC hookups. Right? Isn't that? It's true. It's true. I, I actually, I wonder if any of the people I knew back then are still there. But yeah, um, th- that's kind of where where I'm headed and what I want to do. And uh, I'm I'm just not sure of the direction of how to get there yet because you know the ways that you accomplished those things years ago there's a lot more opportunities now you know social media youtube there's a bunch of different ways to get seen and and make yourself known and i'm i'm kind of at the precipice of attacking those so that's exciting yeah but think think about think about it you can you can think think of the nickname you can have you can have brian 30 rock beacock there you go (laughs) (laughs) that's both terrible and brilliant Oh my gosh! Excuse me, but I will probably have to steal that. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 we're an hour in, and well, I'll let and I'll let if you allow me, I can let me do my outro from a podcast, and I'll let you do yours. Awesome. Um, thank you everyone for listening to episode 163 of Cyber Time Bite. Um, you can all follow. You can follow me on Facebook at Cyber Time Bite, where you can you know get all my updates on when I upload and everything. Um. You can follow me on Twitter at the Retrovant. You can follow me on Instagram at the Retrovant. You can buy all my merchandise on Redbubble.com under Crash Steven Gear, where you can get all my spork stuff that has nothing but spork. So if you love sporks, it's on a t-shirt. Go buy it. Now, uh, I don't know if you want to do it in the Digimon voice just to be fun with it, but. You know, tell people where they can find you. <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll do. I'll do it both in in, in uh, Takato and and Monokuma. Right. Hey everyone, it's Takato. You can follow Brian on Instagram at Brian Beacock, Twitter at Brian Beacock. Hello everyone, it's Monokuma. <laughs> you can also follow Brian on TikTok at Monokuma Brian B. That that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I want, I want to thank Brian for coming on here and being, uh, being super amazing, super awesome. And just being, you know, the great guest that he was. Um, and I want to thank all of you for me that I hope all of you have a great and fantastic day. Hope you have a good one.